0: Guys, welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Brett English. I'm Ryan Otego, and we've got Thrushe Desada in the house as a co-host, yeah and boy. A Brioni Rink from Incaberry yep. And uh, thanks for coming down. Thank you. And Thrush, thank you very much, man. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here with you boys back again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what have you got for us today, Thrush? I've got uh,
1: some some raspberry intense. <laughs> That's I've been sponsored by <laughs> 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 them. Uh,
0: well, um. Let's just jump into it, eh? Um, I really want to know about your app,
2: mm-hmm.
0: inkeberry and like, how did this take form for you?
2: Yeah, um, so pretty much uh, a few years ago, my mum and I, we were driving through the Swan Valley, mm. and we were trying to find watermelon and grapes because they were all in season at the moment. Yeah. And the only way to find them is to look for signs on the side of the road. So we were just driving in and out of, like, off on the main road and then into the, the like, the side roads mm. to try and find them and we were talking about it and I said wouldn't it be so much better if there was an easy way to find people that are selling their fruit and veg mm. like if we could look on a map and see what was available in the area That's cool. and find them and when we were talking about it I'm like surely there's something like this that exists because even though this was a few years ago I'm like, it's such a good but basic idea like there has to already be something Yeah. but I spent a few months looking into it and I couldn't find anything that really did worked the way that I wanted it to work or right. in a way that was kind of easy for people to use. So I just decided that I wanted to create it.
3: Yeah. Did you find anything like moderately similar or not really?
2: Um, at the time when I was looking, I didn't find anything similar. Yeah. Recently I had a look again and I actually found an app that's sort of similar, but it's not the easiest to use and yeah. it doesn't have like the uh, ability to kind of swap or purchase through the app. It's just to help you kind of find people but most of the people that show up on the, the map that they've got available, it's all got the same image. And uh, some of them okay. are purchasing and some of them are, bu- are, are selling. So you don't actually know until you click on them if they actually have anything available. So mm. it's just a bit tedious and hard to uh, use. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool that there's already something out there. And that app that I found, <coughs> they've got about 3,000, 5,000 people using it. And I thought, even with the like inability to do a few things like the fact that there's a demand for that. It's like, well, my app should do really well. Then there'll be a lot yeah. of people that actually want to use it and are looking for something like this.
3: Yeah, no, fair, fair, fair. Yeah.
2: But yeah. Aside, apart from that, I didn't really find anything else that was like similar yeah. in terms of being an app for it.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And how's the process been making it? I heard you got into coding, you're doing web three and you're doing a lot of stuff
2: yeah so like the web 3 coding is sort of separate to like the app thing but basically i spent six to nine months figuring out okay if i'm actually going to do this Mm. how the hell do you create an app (laughs) Like, how how do you create an app i had no idea so i started figuring out how would the app work how would it like how would you use it if you press this button where would that take you what do i want it to be able to do how would people purchase things or find each other? So I spent six to nine months kind of planning out like, kind of like a storyboard of like the different screens. Mm. And then I created a prototype for it. Mm. And then I got like a group of about like 20 to 30 friends to come over and none of them knew what I'd been working on. I'd kept it very hush hush. Mm. And I had them come over and test the app out on the prototype and give me feedback and everything. It actually went really, really well. Wow. and. Um, From there, the next step was sort of finding a developer, which, again, I was like, okay, how do I do this? Development is so expensive. How do I find the right people? How do I know if they're going to be the right people? But from that feedback session, one of my friends was helping another friend of his develop an app, and he knew a team. And they were doing a really good job of that app. So he recommended them to me. And I had a meeting with them. And my requirements for a developer was like, I want them to be in Perth so that I can meet them in person. Yeah. So I can get a good feel for them. I can talk to them if I've got any questions, we can still discuss it. It's easy with time zones and everything. Mm. And this team that I met, the head of the team, he lives in Perth, but his team is in Europe. So like in terms of the, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A lot of
0: them in India and I'm like, I've been down that road before and it's just so hard with the language barrier. The language language barrier, yeah. Sometimes they're like, make mistakes and then like, you can't explain it to them. And I didn't know what I was doing either. So (laughs) I just lost 30 grand, (laughs) kind of short anyway. Yeah. And it can be so
2: expensive. I was like, I need to be able to communicate with them. They need to be like easy for me to communicate with. They need to understand what I'm saying. Like it needs to, and because he's sort of like the middleman, it works really, really well. Mm. And it's also a bit cheaper than like if I was doing it here in Australia, if you're creating an app here in Australia and you paid like a company or a development team, yeah, upwards of like a hundred grand. Yeah, That's yeah ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mo- Monster app, yeah, cool.
0: I think was yeah in Melbourne or in Perth. Charged my friend like two hundred thousand dollars, and then they just wow. It was so buggy and so glitchy, and this yeah. Monster. app. I'm pretty sure it was Monster app. Okay. I mean, maybe That's maybe close. I just put the name out, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. But one of the big one of the biggest ones in, in Australia. That's insane. Wait, but did they yeah.
3: did they ch- <coughs> did they charge you more if you don't if you don't have like a prototype? Because usually I thought they charge you less if you have like at least like a uh, what's it called a deck right. fee. Bit of it. Yeah. yeah
2: i think the fact that i spent so long figuring out how it's going to work beforehand made a massive difference probably with the pricing yeah. but also with just how easy it was for them to know how it's going to work and make sure that they when they're actually building it because they build it from the bottom up so yeah. they've got to make sure that it's able to do all the things you want it to do so if you already know that when you first come to them they'll be like okay we'll make sure we include that and that and that and that right at the start so that as you develop that even as I down the track incorporate different things that I've already thought of that I want to include, they've already prepared it for that. So it's easy to add it onto it. Whereas if you haven't considered that at start, it's a lot harder to, if you've got like a really tiny base, building it out like that, it's not very supported.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So you have a very solid foundation.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So it definitely makes a big difference if you take the time to plan it out first. Because otherwise they would have to do that. And also the how you want it to look and feel. Because developers don't usually do design side of things. Yeah. Usually you might hire like a graphic designer or someone to help you figure out how you want it to look, the fonts and everything. And developers don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> They'd yeah. much rather be told what font you want and they'll just put it in there.
0: Right, can file. I ask you um, why you think this app is so important and also the localizing and the community and... Like what? What drove you? Have the passion to build this?
2: Yeah, I mean, initially it was just something I really wanted to use. Mm. I was like, this is something that I would love to be able to use to find people that are growing their produce and want to sell yeah. it, or and support people that maybe need the extra income. Maybe mm. it's like a small family that has a lemon tree and they could use the extra cash. And mm. but it's hard for people to find them or for them to find a way to sell it. I'd love to be able to support them. But for me, in like the bigger picture scale of it, I really see it as becoming like. Just a way of creating community you know knowing all your neighbors and knowing what they grow and not being afraid to like just walk across the road and knock on their door and be like hey can i grab some oranges today Mm. and connecting in that way because i think people are too scared to just reach out and connect like that Mm. my mum and i we went past a house and they had like this massive lemon tree out the front and i was like oh my god they have so many lemons let's just go knock on the door and like grab some lemons from them my mum was terrified. She's like, no, you can't do that. Don't disturb them. Yeah. Like, they don't want us to, like... And most people are like that. They're too scared to just go and uh, ask if they can have some of the fruit yeah. cage, whether it's for free or if you want to pay for it. Not this man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <about> <laughs> <that. laughs> I remember going, going for a walk with Saroosh and like he knew where all the, the fruit juice yeah. were in, in his community. Yeah. So, so he did, left it <laughs> out? Yeah, I was, like, I was like, how do you know this man? And like he pulled up the map. <laughs> He drew a pencil. He's like, this is <laughs> the thing. This is this, this, and then like, he would just like sneak, and you yeah. know, like on the alleyways, we hang over. He's like picking the stuff. You know, I'm, I'm picking everything. Yeah, yeah. You're the stealthy- yeah he's yeah. a yeah. stealthy guy. I was, <laughs> the, I was the shadow warrior. Yeah, like, <laughs> just <laughs> coming out. I'm like, oh, like, shouldn't like, you ask him, bro? You like, like, no, like, nah, it's, it's it's there's everyone. no need.
4: <laughs> like it's <laughs> free. Free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. It's it's
2: it's nature's abundance. know. we we have to. There is an abundance, right? Like I see it as maybe initially, like people want to be selling it, but when we realize how much like how many fruit and veg trees uh, fruit trees vegetables that they are we can just be swapping and trading and exchanging them and if everyone's growing something separate you don't actually really need to be paying anything for it mm-hmm. you know like if you've got an orange tree you could be swapping your oranges for all of your produce for the week you know with other people That's in the right. area yeah and yeah. then you don't need to there's no money involved like that would be great, right? If we
0: could mm. just live like that. Because it all just goes to waste. Like yeah. It does. You my granddad's no way. orange tree. It's just like all the all oranges fall off and they just go moldy and no one eats it. Mm. You know? Like, it's such a waste. Like, considering how much money do you spend on oranges at the shops, yeah. especially lemons. Oh, yeah, man. So so like so I expensive. hate paying for lemons, man. That, it actually triggered me. I'm
4: like, yeah. So many lemons. I'm like, why
1: do you believe me, bro? It's the huh? inflation. Right has, the has me gone me up bro. so crazy, and you're going to go and pay, like, what, like $6 for some shitty apples <laughs> at, yeah. at Coles and Woolworths instead of like, we should be, um, there's a word for it, but utilizing the space that we have at our homes, mm-hmm. growing herbs, fruits, you know, vegetables, fruits are a little bit harder, but vegetables and, and herbs mainly, and just yeah. like, you know, like, especially wild stuff, like more heirloom type of varieties, and then giving that to people, and then like actually taking care of the soil as well. So you actually get the nutrients that you need as well
0: and not that crappy stuff that you get out of the shops, so. 100%. It's also yeah. like less control for like, the government and big business. Yeah. Not to get too conspiratory, yeah. but like, yeah. they closed down Woolworths like they did in South Africa, like, yeah. what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, dude, mm. that was, was Just this app, to, like, all Sarusha's map, <laughs> like, gonna, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. Just sell map. We take the power back, we become the captain. But yeah. so it's sustainability, right? Like, yeah. then we're all su- supporting each other and ourselves, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, we're not
2: yeah. relying on a company or something else to yeah. provide.
1: True. Like cats, then. Yeah, yeah.
2: Look <laughs> after ourselves. That's amazing,
4: yeah.
0: I think this app will be perfect for that. Like, if anything yeah. was, even like the worst case, if something was to go wrong with the shops or food shortages and things like that, they like, talk about. Yeah. If everything's local, then there is no shortage because we've got yeah. the land here, we've got the soil here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and if the internet goes down, then tourists can sell the maps. <laughs> that are <history> yeah. <laughs> you know those guys in New York, it's like star maps and they try to sell. <laughs> fruit, <laughs> fruit, <wraps. laughs> fruit maps. Fruit <Yeah>. maps. <laughs> It. Anyway, um, <laughs> <about thrush>.
3: <laughs> 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 I wanted to ask you, how did you link your, um, your app to, <laughs> to, to Web3? How
2: do I? Yeah. Well, I see it as being like, it, it's not like a um, decentralized app in itself, Yeah. but it's on the way there because basically what it is is creating a way for people to connect directly with each other. There's no middleman, right? There's no freelance yeah, yeah. or something where, like, the farm sells the produce of Woolworths and then they sell it to us at a markup, mm. you know? Yeah. It gets rid of that. It's directly interacting with the people that are selling, which is what decentralisation is, which is what sort of Web3 is as well. It's Eventually, it could become like we're contracting jobs to people, but we're directly hiring them ourselves. Like, as a community, we're all voting on who does what and then they're given the job directly through, like, a contract or something. Through, oh, wow. Through like, delivery margin.
3: and stuff. And like Yeah.
2: Yeah. So then there's no middle person that's making decisions or we're paying them and then they're allocating the funds how they want, sort of, where, I guess, like, the way the government works. Yeah. But it just takes them out completely. That's what decentralization is.
0: Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, hey. Can you, th- can you do other products as well, like honey or, like, could I put my juices on there or through to juices or Ritago's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah t- so there'll be- t- 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 <laughs> 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 We won't go into it. <laughs> <laughs> so there will be
2: jams and honey and eggs and juice as well, like nice. different categories for nice. that preserves. So if people have olives, but they preserve them themselves and pickle nice. them, mm. then they can sell them yeah. or they could sell the raw olives if they wanted. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, just anything that, if you're growing something and then you're able to yourself create something from that. Mm. So if, say you weren't able to sell all your kumquats, but you make kumquat jam, then you can sell the jam on the app as well.
4: Mm. Yeah, I feel
3: feel like you get a lot of value out of it because back home in Kenya, it's just kind of like a, um, what's it called, it's like a market pretty much. Yeah. And everyone usually just goes to the market and then just sells everything from there, you just trade. Yeah. So like if you get to the point where you're taking it worldwide, it it would give a lot of those people a lot of benefit. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, even you think about it with the markets currently, if you miss the market or you sleep in and you're relying on getting, like you only want to have organic produce, currently you have to wait another week or maybe there's the Sunday market. But (laughs) apart from those two days on the weekends, there's not really anywhere else or any other day that you can actually go and get like local organic produce. Mm -hmm. And So then, yeah, you're kind of waiting, but if you can check on the app and be like, oh, actually like down the road, I can go and get from the same person that's at the market but I can just visit them at home and get what they didn't sell from the market that week.
0: Mm. 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 You know. Do you do payments Ooh. through the app as well or is it just cash or? Yeah.
2: Okay. So basically when you're setting up like a shop on the app, if you want to sell something, you can select how you want to be paid. So you okay. could say you only accept cash or you can do card payments through that. So nice. we've integrated it with Stripe. So oh, beautiful, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just automatic through the app. And
1: Cryptos as well.
2: I actually want to integrate crypto. I haven't, that hasn't, it's not going to be in the initial part of it, but mm. it will be part of it later on. I'm thinking probably Litecoin or if there's another token at some point. Yeah. But yeah, it's something that's fast and easy to use. But yeah, that's something I told the developers from the start that I'd love to Bus. be able to add in.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. Mm. Nice. You're not worried about like, you now like Uber or like other, like AirTask, they make you do payments to the app only so you don't lose like your customers. Yeah. But you don't really. Living fear I suppose, I don't know. (laughs) I've
2: I've had a lot of people say that to me and um, I think it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily understand, especially now that I'm talking to people about marketing. Mm. They're always like, Okay, well how do you make money? And like, what's the money making in the app? And but for me I'm not doing the app because I want to make money from it, I'm actually doing it because I wanna contribute, I guess, to the society Mm. and ideally I see it eventually not needing any kind of money exchange. If people all swapping and exchanging through the app like that would make me happy. <laughs> yeah, I'd get more reward or enjoyment from that than from like money through card payments. Yeah, wow, you know. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, wow. so, yeah. <laughs> Nice. And I want to talk about your background a little bit because I heard that. Were you an accountant at one point?
2: Yeah, was that like a
0: lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of things. So I was doing engineering actually, and then I became an accountant. Oh wow. And um, I was actually working at like a top tier firm, but yeah, I. Actually, when I was working there, I realised how inefficient the systems are and how, like, a lot of the jobs there could have been automated. Or, mm. But there's, like, a resistance to doing that because people want to kind of prove their worth or have value or, mm. you know, like, achieve something in that way rather than if we automated it, then you'd have more free time to do what you love doing. True. But, yeah, I was doing accounting for a while and then I actually quit that to be an artist. Oh wow. <laughs> so well, well, okay. I was painting for a while. But I went through a lot of different like
0: Was there much resistance for you to, to quit your job at a big accounting firm and like from your family like
4: Oh what yeah.
2: So I ended up quitting I think three or four times because yeah. my boss kept convincing me to stay and offering mm. me different things.
0: They try to do that, are you? Like, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm. And then when I told my mum, yeah <laughs> it didn't go very well <laughs> she actually stopped talking to me for a few years oh wow, years. What's your oh, wow
0: really like, um, ethnicity-wise
2: um my dad's side is german but my mum's side is more english okay although they've been in australia for a really long time yeah. so mainly australian just i was thinking yeah. italian for some reason maybe italian? it's just like the and <laughs> vegetables. <impossible. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> all the
0: assumptions but
4: yeah
2: yeah um so yeah my family actually didn't talk to me for a while but i but recently, she, she actually, my mum brought it up to me. And she said, that was a really brave decision that you made. She actually kind mm. of realised that how hard it was for me to make that decision at the time. And she said she was really proud of me for, wow. for doing that, which was really, really That's beautiful, Because hey? yeah. you had
1: security, you had everything, like...
2: I perceived perfect life. Yeah. I had yeah. a house, I had a mortgage, yeah. I had, like, all of that stuff. You were successful. Yeah. yeah. I'd made it. Mm. <laughs> but I didn't feel like I'd made it, mm. yeah. yeah. So...
1: What was that initial point that something something happened or was there like a sign or?
2: I think there's for, for me, it's always been like just something inside that just tells me something needs to change mm-hmm. or you need to head in a different direction. Even when I was studying engineering and I switched to accounting, it was such a spontaneous decision. I remember I like messaged my friend the night that night and said, I'm, I'm dropping out. <laughs> And then I dropped out the next day. It was just like an instant, like, mm. I just knew I couldn't do it anymore and it wasn't yeah. where I was meant to be going. And I've So it was
1: a knowing, a feeling of knowing.
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, just like a knowing. And for the accounting, that was a bit more difficult because I had to quit a few times and I had so much security and everything that I was letting go of. Mm. But because I had started painting in the interim, I'd found so much joy and fulfillment from that. And I actually started selling my paintings and making some money from that, which was almost like a confirmation that I should follow that, which allowed me, it sort of helped me to make that mm. decision to quit the accounting. Awesome. But yeah, I think life just kind of gives you little nudges. <laughs>
0: so, like in that interim period of like quitting accounting, going into art, and then booting this app, <laughs> what was that time frame like? Was
2: it? That was really interesting time frame because I, <coughs> with the art, I. Got to a point where, when I was doing it because I n- felt like I needed to support myself through it, mm. I lost passion for it because oh, I when went, b- when went it became
0: about a, a, a money-earning thing.
2: Yeah, and it's then I just couldn't. Really. And for art itself, you can't force art. Mm. <laughs> it needs to be inspiration, and you need to be passionate about it. And it just the spark kind of disappeared, and that was scary for me because I thought, "Well, oh fuck, what do I do now?" <laughs> <You're calling laughs> you called kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed my mind. <laughs> <Come back>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, now I'm fucked. <laughs> I was like, mom's right. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, I started working at a float centre. And I basically made the decision that I wasn't going to force myself to find something I was passionate about. I was going to kind of accept. It was a really t- tricky process, but I had to basically accept that maybe I wasn't meant to be doing anything in this life. Maybe my only purpose was to just be myself each day, each moment, and Mm. show up to work and smile at somebody, and like, that's my purpose, Mm. you know?
3: uh, know, that's hard, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A dollar per smile.
2: (laughs) 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 And it was, I I actually got to a point where I was okay with just doing that for the rest of my life. Mm. I was happy doing nothing, just a day job or whatever. I didn't need to create something. And I just felt like I was getting emptier and emptier, like I was creating a lot of space within myself for something. Yeah. And I kind of felt like something was coming through, but I had no idea what it was or what it could be. And I had to be okay if nothing came through and I just got emptier and emptier. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, yeah, and that just went on for a few months. And then when I was not even expecting it, I had that idea with my mum. And wow. I was like, oh my God, this is actually something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. This is actually something I'm interested in. And I had decided I didn't want to pursue anything if it wasn't like something I really believed in and I really could 100% get myself behind. Mm. Yeah. If it wasn't like that, then I, I wasn't interested in yeah. kind of following up. That. That's and amazing. Um, I actually
0: yeah. love that story. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, also, you do your art on NFTs now and you've moved into that space.
2: Yeah, yeah, so in the interim. Yeah. Um,
0: but what is an NFT, to be honest? Because I still like... <laughs> I haven't figured it
3: out yet. I feel, like I, I feel like my granddad, like... <laughs> well, it's a JPEG on the internet that you sell, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: JPEG. What's the as Well, <laughs> 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 um, well NFTs stands for non-fungible token, mm. but pretty much what it is, is a... The NFTs itself, are they just represent something. So it could be an image for for artists when the NFT space kind of came out, it was a really big and um, exciting time for them because it was an opportunity for them to make money on a sale of an artwork, but also get a percentage from any future sales. Oh, wow. So if an artist posted a, a picture and sold their artwork on on an through a contract on like Web3, they could allocate a certain percent. So whoever purchased it from them later on,
4: mm.
2: a percentage of that sale went back to them. Because currently an artist sells like an incredible piece of work. Mm. They get the money that, they, that someone pays for it initially and then that's it. They don't get anything else. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. and no some people well. go on and, or, and sell it later for double, triple the amount, but the artist never sees that. So the art dealers and and sellers are making more money off the mm. art than the actual artist
0: how do they keep a track of it like if someone had like you had an nft like art piece and mm-hmm. i screenshotted it and use it on my instagram would that be tracked eventually at one point saying hey this is legal content and it's
4: wiped out
2: i mean there's not necessarily a way to like prevent people from copying and pasting and using things mm. but with what the nfts do is a way to prove that you own it okay so even Twitter, for example, recently did an update where your profile picture, it's normally in a circle, but if it's in a hexagon, it means that you've verified that you own that piece of work, that, that NFT. That's
4: cool. Well, They've well, they linked
2: it with the, the web three space so that it's it's verified through the chain.
4: Yeah.
2: That yes, that person's wallet owns that NFT.
3: Uh, is it the same with Instagram now as well?
2: I think they might be introducing it on Instagram, maybe Facebook soon. I don't yeah. know if they've done that yet.
3: Yeah. So, If like someone was to make memes,
0: like an NFT a meme, mm-hmm. so whenever it gets shared, can you make money when it gets shared or are you selling it?
2: Only if it's been sold. So okay. like, yeah. like sharing, you can't really like people be sharing that all the time. But but if people see more people see it, then mm. they'll want to own the NFT for it. Mm. Something that's kind of gone really viral recently is um, ENS names. I don't know if you've ever heard of
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so basically you normally have like a wallet address where like your, your money or your funds live <laughs> on the chain. That is your wallet. What you can do is purchase a name, which is like, say you want brett.eth, which probably won't be available. Sorry, <laughs> um, you can purchase that. So then if you want someone to pay you, you just say, like, oh, yeah, just send it to brett.eth. Okay. So they can directly pay you that way. Yeah. And it, it's making it a lot easier, but a lot of big company names are already getting taken. So like uber.eth and, and all of that, a lot of people went through and purchased all of them and then selling them back to the company like and making domains. a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like much. domains. It's a new domain. I'm, I'm not gonna
3: lie, I tried doing Facebook. It was already taken. You're big <laughs> <social media>. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
4: you yeah. can try and get ink very bad, but you got that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so... Um, I mean, there's a lot of different avenues that the web three space is kind of opening up for. Wow. And there's so much potential with it, but it's still so early. It's I mean, still so new. Still so new. I mean, it's been a few years, but it's still very, very early.
3: Like yeah.
2: Most most people still don't really know much about it.
3: Yeah. Not I much think much it'd, be it'd be very hard for old people to get their minds around it. Yeah. yeah or the older generation to yeah. get their minds around it. If they had like some magic mushrooms, it might help. <laughs> 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 <Thank you>. um, <laughs> What should
0: someone do getting into the NFT space? Like, what do you recommend to keep up with the times or really know what they're doing?
2: Yeah. Like well, me. <laughs> <laughs> the NFT space has been pretty interesting because it went through, it went obviously very viral initially and some really big projects kind of blew up. And then it went through a stage just recently of like Freemance being the thing. So people realised that a lot of people had given up purchasing NFTs because they were trying to pay for them and flip them. But it just got saturated there were just so many yeah. projects mm. so then the freemints went viral and that got saturated but then there were a lot of people that were creating bots so if you launched a freemint it instantly got botted and sold out so anyone that linked like a bot to your your contract could just purchase them all as soon as the contract went live oh wow and then resell them to people and and it, it's almost like makes it appear like there's a lot of demand even if
3: it then wasn't? it is there's none, yeah, yeah. it's just bots.
2: Yeah. So mm. the free mints have just died recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my team that I'm working with, we recently did like a semi-free mint where it was like four or five dollars for each one. Yeah. Because then the bots can't get that. <laughs> it's like finding a way around it. But really it's, um, I would say in terms of re- like getting into the NFT space, join some of the Discord groups and mm. Twitter. Twitter's massive for NFTs. Yeah. And it's really a matter of, I think, a lot of listening and watching and researching before you kind of get involved. Mm. But you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna invest in something that will just go to crap. <laughs> yeah. And I think you need to know the founders and trust them if you wanna get involved in a project mm. and like understand what they're about. Yeah, Because for a while, a lot of founders weren't revealing themselves and yeah. they were selling out the projects and then just taking all the money and disappearing wow. and no okay. one knew who they were. Yeah. Mm.
1: Who's yeah. the major ones right now? Like the top three
3: board NFT Ape. projects. Board Ape I mean the board A you know, Yacht
2: so. Club is still massive okay. yeah. they obviously did really well and they recently produced like other side land, which yeah. is linked to their project. So they're doing like a metaverse, which is pretty massive. Okay. But there's quite a few different ones. Like the, the ones that I'm involved with, a lot of them are storytelling NFTs. Yeah which are more about like creating a community and sharing a story with them. And like four D storytelling, like dropping pieces of artwork that relate to the story. Mm. And, um, what the project that I'm on at the abominable bunch, they're doing like air dropping NFTs to people that are sort of like just, Images that tell a story so you get the first one and you don't really know what it's about And then you see the second one and then the third and you start to understand what's actually happening in the story So there's well, no words cool. involved, it's <coughs> yeah. just the image But
0: is it like one of those little books you get and then you flick the pages and it so tells the story You know what I'm talking about. Oh, well,
2: like well, yeah. 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 Yeah, a little bit more difference between each picture though Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's that's Cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. The book yeah, that's actually yeah. cool. Mm. Isn't there like um NFTs where they're sending pieces of land on as well?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah. Um, with the Bordeaux Block Club they have the other side land. But there's also Alluvium, which is um, another project that's probably pretty big and they're they're creating a a game. Yeah. And they recently did land sale for blocks of land in the game. But basically those are sort of like a Pokemon style. They did like the beta version of the game recently, which I've tried out. <laughs> but I don't know when the actual game is launching. I think it might be the start of next year. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of different types of NFTs there. So the Illuvium one, I think there's, you can have characters in the game, or when you're playing the game, you can find characters or win characters and then they become NFTs that you can sell. There's also Aurori, the Aurorians, and their NFTs are actual characters in the game. So it's yeah. like your skin or character that you play in the game. Yeah. Which you can then sell afterwards if you wanted to. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's so many different projects and they're all doing different things. Gotta
0: be huge, hey, with this, especially with the skins. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of projects that are, are promising a lot, though. So when you're like getting into the space, it, listen to what they're saying, what they're saying that they'll do, but have a look at what they have done mm-hmm. and how they're going to find the money to do what they say they're going to do and how long it might take them to do that because... A lot of them make really big promises and they have huge dreams, but there's a lot of work involved.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite <coughs> a lot of the crypto space is like that at the moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. well it's like creating. Are you in it a little
3: bit. <coughs> yeah. Not the, not NFTs per se, but like crypto. Yeah. And it's just kind of like you have all these tokens that they're bringing out, and there's se- I'd, I'd probably say they're selling you a dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, that's what they're doing. That's every salesman, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so true. Yeah. yeah, and like the amount that actually have functionality versus um, ones that don't is wild. So yes. it's just kind of like there's no really, the very few that do have functionality are the ones that have been like hyped up, hyped up by like um, massive celebrities like Snoop, Eminem, who like hyped up board APR club recently. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, the very few of them are like Link, I think like is one of the other ones that actually have some sort of functionality. Mm-hmm. But then it's just kind of like thinking you're you're investing or you're diving into a, like a world that's equivalent to like the first five years of the Internet. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's the first five years of the Internet, you don't know what's going to work.
2: there's a lot of screen shows as well, Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I think I'm heading into this, but it's not that at all. And <laughs> exactly.
3: So exactly. the
1: categories can be different. It can be like music or painting, yeah. or yeah, like
2: I think the next thing that will go off is be music NFTs. Okay, yeah,
1: because
3: yeah. yes. it was a Tory Lanez sold his his yeah. album as a as an NFT, yeah, which was really cool. Um, Deadmau5 is doing the same. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think Deadmau5 has like Audius or something. He's got an app. Okay, he's invested in an app. Uh, I think I think. NFTs would be amazing for the music industry. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so too. It'd be amazing, because like d- it takes away the like, um, ripping of music, even though I do it all the time, actually. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> it really cuts out the shook knights of the world as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Cause, and uh, what's yeah. Well, the record, record labels? Music, yeah, yeah,
2: they're the ones that are screwing the, the music artists. They take so much, yeah. and even for novels as well, and writers, Yeah, if they release their books as NFTs, Mm. and doing it that way instead of having publishing companies like because publishing companies take up a huge percent as well um, for writers
0: I like your yeah. idea You're sending a book like one page at a time <laughs> <laughs> oh it like, like, like,
3: like <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. wait that that's what I saw like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> can I ask if people want to get involved with your Inkerberry app and where can they find you and like website and to sort of get getting involved early
2: yeah yeah so basically what we're trying to do at the moment is find people that have got extra produce and mm. trying to get a list of people on on the app for like the early launch um, but we have the website live for them to sign up at the moment which cool. is app. so Incaberry, i-n-c-a berry all yep. one word dot app um, which is just sort of like a sign-up page for it mm. but Basically, the soft launch should be in about four to six weeks from now.
0: Awesome! Then it'll be like all social media. Yeah. Will you have yeah. a tag name for it yet, or have you got the socials on? Um,
2: yeah, we've already got Inkberry App on pretty much everything. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, and all of that. Yeah. Cool.
1: If you didn't get that, Inkberry App. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks.
4: laughs> Plug it in again. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it. I'll put the text there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Like, um, <laughs> <It's>
0: um, <planner. laughs> I wanna ask you about like the interim years as well back when you quit accounting, you were working at Beyond Rest and before this app. Yeah. And just things that would have happened to you in that time frame. Were yeah. you working on your spirituality much and like meditating and doing floats?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <coughs> I feel like spiritually I had the biggest breakthrough when I quit the accounting mm. because my whole life I'd been working towards achieving that and mm. being like high up in an accounting firm and like that was the goal yeah. always, like being successful in that way. And then when I finally let go of that, then I feel like I died a few times. (laughs) And um, then I I just found different things that meant something to me, Mm -hmm. you know, it's finding what what means something to you. Mm -hmm. And what I found was, there's nothing really out there that can ever really mean something to me more than just trusting my heart and following that Mm. so it it was basically over those years it was a practice of following my heart and listening to that and what i needed and what i wanted to do Mm. and even if it didn't make any sense like logical sense that it would make sense eventually or it may not but there was always something that i would be getting from it Mm. and now that i look back i'm like there's so many things that i learned and did over those years and skills that i kind of got which have helped me create this app now that I'm doing mm. but at the time it didn't really mean anything to me yeah
0: yeah you, you escaped the matrix <laughs> as, as,
2: as the kids would say. Yeah. yeah
1: so that was like your idea of like spirituality was following your heart if yeah. you could yeah. sum it up
2: yeah okay, nice. I mean I think that you can get trapped in thinking that spirituality should look a certain way or feel a certain way yeah. or that you should be acting a certain way yeah but it's really not because everyone's so different. Mm. Really, it's like being true to yourself. That's yeah. what spirituality, I feel like is. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: if, let's say you're talking to someone who has no idea or, or even a, no idea what it means when you say follow your heart, how would you, dis- how would you describe that to them? Like
2: yeah. m- I, I think it is a matter of starting to get familiar with what feels good. <laughs> you know? We're taught to kind of like do things that bring us joy but, or like follow what we think we should be doing instead of like actually what feels really good right now. Logically, maybe I should be working and getting stuff done but actually what feels good for me right now is to just rest and do nothing, Mm. (laughs) you know? And and starting to listen and do that, you know? What feels actually most natural for me right now. And even for creating this app, (laughs) yes there's a lot of work involved but the biggest things that i've been having to work on is being okay with resting when i just don't have the energy to do anymore my mind's like oh you need to get it out there you need to share it with more people tell more people about it and Mm. i'm like actually no right now the best thing for me is to just rest and and then i might meet someone the next day that has all these contacts and like is really excited about the app and they they could do way more marketing than (laughs) i could have done in that hour that i Mm. rested instead (laughs) that's
4: amazing yeah. yeah
2: so Following your heart, I think, is just listening to your body, you know, listening to your body and what feels good. And it's different for everyone, you know. Someone might say, oh, following my heart feels like this. But for you, it might just feel really like, like an exhale, <laughs>
4: you
2: know, yeah. like, oh, can you relax? I feel calm in my body. It maybe not like feeling really excited. It might just be feeling calm and relaxed. That's what it is for me. Mm. But we're all different.
1: Yeah. So it won't be like chasing a pleasure.
2: No.
1: But it will be like. It's not
2: like a, a caffeine hit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. It's more of a, oh, like I don't feel stressed or I'm not, I'm not concerned about the future or I'm not like doing this because I think I should be doing it. Yeah. 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 You're just I'm doing okay. It just because right now this is what feels right. Mm. Yeah. And no other reason other than that. Mm,
3: okay. Yeah. Did you have a moment where you felt truly aligned with your heart? have you ever had a moment
2: yeah i've had a lot of moments like that but i feel like it does always come and go and it's like that for everyone you know like you go through phases where you're like oh i feel so in my flow and everything's so synchronistic and like the most incredible things are happening but then you also have moments where you're in a void and you've got no idea what's happening and you don't feel like you've got any direction and you just feel kind of shitty and you're like i don't know what's going on but I think knowing that that's just the cycles of life and being okay with that and knowing that that's just as spiritual and that's just as like being in alignment or following your heart as when you feel really good. Yeah. Like once you can accept that that's the same thing, it's not any different to when it feels really good, although we might prefer when it feels really good. Mm.
1: Because you have a clear indication, a clear path, but when there's no path, then it's like
0: how much trust do you have in the unknown?
2: Yeah, being all right with the uncertainty. Mm.
0: That's a hard game. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any standout moments of like maybe your best float or just in that period of time where something happened and it was quite profound? Like dreams, meditation, things like that.
2: I don't normally get many dreams. Um, I definitely, I mean I had a few floats where I just felt so like the floats are really interesting because mm. sometimes you can have really good ones and sometimes you can have some where you're just like, oh my God, I feel terrible. I feel like my mind was chasing really? me the whole time. <coughs> like <laughs> someone knocking on the tank? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, i yeah. had that actually. It's <laughs> <is>, <laughs> <laughs> But um, Actually, I did have one float that I just really felt like for me, like when I feel really like in my heart and supported, like I just feel like I've got, all these people around me like hugging me that's the sort of energy that it feels and I remember mm. I had a float and I just felt like I was just getting so loved on the whole time mm. just like showered with love wow. and then I came out and I was just like absolutely glowing. I was like oh my god mm. and even even people said it to me like damn you had a good float <laughs> and yeah. I just felt like I was floating on a cloud. But I mean you don't always get experiences like that yeah. but I think it's the the toughest thing is when you have an experience like that not Trying to feel like that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because you, it's so easy to be like, "Oh, that was so great! I really want that again." Mm. <laughs> and then as soon as you do that, then you'll never get it again. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Because you're always going back, you're chasing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So, What do you think that
0: was? Like your spirit guide or God or your higher self? Or you?
2: I feel like, like for me, I always have felt like connected to angels. That's mm. just that's just sort of like. What I used to represent like this feeling when I feel like I'm being surrounded by love or Mm -hmm. like light, but I don't like to sort of like put it outside of me in that way because I know it is sort of all coming from within Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, But that's probably what I used to represent when I feel like I'm in that bubble of love. It feels like I've just got all these angels around me. (laughs) <laughs>
1: mm. Was there a form to them or was it like more of an energy or a feeling? It's more of a feeling okay. and an energy.
2: And I do feel like it just comes from my heart and mm. then it just like... Radiates. ...blows, blows outwards and then right. it's just like all around me. Wow, okay.
1: <laughs> like the Taurus field kind of, where it comes out and then it goes back in, then it goes back yeah, out again. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's
2: circular. Yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I know you've been with there for like five years or so. Four years now. Pretty like the advanced floater or like the advanced meditator. It <laughs> taught me a lot in my like, breath work. So what was like your best experience in the tank or in meditation?
3: theres had too many. Have <laughs> there. mm.
1: There's been so much like my best experience. Or well, the first one that pops into your mind. Actually, um, even a couple of weeks ago, when I when I was using the CBD oil, mm-hmm. I uh, used some CBD oil as like a external ointment. So mm-hmm. um, I rubbed some on my forehead before I got into the tank, yeah, yeah. and I got in for a ninety minute tank uh, session. Um, and I usually do like a little bit of breath work just to get myself tuned into the the like for the 90 minute session that and before I you go in the tank No, right in right inside okay. of the tank so what's the what's the breath work routine you do? so i just do like circular breathing so like breathe in breathe out no pause and i do that for like maybe one minute or something Is just nose or mouth uh, nose uh, out the mouth Okay. and then i just dissolve into the water and i just uh, surrender as much as possible i just keep telling myself like surrender dissolve let go like god and yeah, a couple of weeks ago I had a really good float. So I just I felt like it just feels like you and the water and the air in the pod is one. Like, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. there's, <laughs> there's, like there's nothing. There's nothing, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I've had multiple experiences like that. Or sometimes like I would get crystals and I put crystals into the tank and then float with the crystals as well. So mm. <laughs> Um, everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've tried I've yeah. tried yeah. so many different things <laughs> I have tried doing a rebirthing process in, in the tank as well where you do like 45 minutes to an hour of the breath work and non-stop breath work wow. and doing that one yeah. time that was I felt like I was levitating above my body Wow. yeah so I'm just like breathing breathing and my body's getting lighter and lighter and lighter like I'm coming from a less dense place to like a really light place mm. and I got scared at one point because mm. I'm like I'm not in my body I'm not in my body <laughs> 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 I was so charged like the electricity was running through my body I was mm-hmm. so charged in the tank that I was like if I do any more breath work right now I'm gonna like I felt like I was gonna just go somewhere else like wow. just zap somewhere else out of body then. I just go just bang like
2: <laughs> Gone. Like something's
1: gonna pull me or I'm gonna just go
0: pfft do, you and do you reach a point where there's too much fear to, to continue yeah Okay.
1: Yeah, the fear held me back. Mm. <laughs> uh, part of me was like, just be an animal and just keep going, you know? Yeah. And then the, the fear just was like, oh, no, nah, this is too much for me right now. It's like representing death in a way, like you're going to leave your body. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you could feel when you're doing that breath work practice, you can feel from your extremities all the way to your heart place. So you feel that rush of energy come, and it's like, this is about to explode. Mm. And you feel that explosion coming up. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: heard that like um, breath is like the linking, tr- the, the missing link between like the mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And we're breathing in, we're breathing in electrons, which just powers up, raises vibration more and more and more to the yeah. point where we can do things we normally wouldn't do that the yeah. body is fully activated. Mm. But I haven't reached that state you're talking about. But I've I've read about it. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna try that next time I float. When I was yeah. looking into breath, it was like the the meaning of
1: breath means spirit. Mm. You know. Oh, true. Yeah. More language. Um,
0: English. <laughs> <laughs> like the Latin. <laughs> Latin
4: <laughs> <A little fast. laughs> like you, I bet was
3: you believe it, 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 it from Google. like from Latin or something. Yeah, nah.
1: um, yeah the Latin kind
0: of uh, roots of it. I think it's uh, Hebrew. 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 Okay. I think the word breath and kiss and spirit are all the same word. Okay. I'm pretty that. sure
1: mm. <laughs> <But> <laughs> if you just type in, in Google okay, well, like, what's the meaning of spirit? And it comes as breath or in spirit um, mm. or inspiration. Mm. And they all mean the same thing as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting because there's a time where I'm just like, what's what's a soul? What's spirit? Like every, all these are convoluted ideas and they're all being mixed into one. I'm like, what are, th- what are these? And how do you, what do you define as spirit? What do you define as a soul? Um, so, I had to kind of break it up and find my own meaning. And I, f- I figured out that soul means your heart, um, spirit is the ethereal realms that we're in right now. Um, and yeah, then you have the mind and everything
0: else that comes in. I like that. Yeah. I, like that, yeah. Cause I love it where sort of soul is like that little spark is who you are, like that essence or that isness. Yeah. And the spirit is like your vehicle not the physical body, but like your spiritual vehicle. Right, okay. Includes you. Astral body, ethereal body and that sort of stuff. Right. Um, That's what I've thought of it as.
3: Mm. Yeah. So would you say breath is the key to linking all of these together?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would say so. Like it's, I feel like it's the base of our food pyramid. Like, you know. Mm. Like, without your breath, you're screwed. Like, how long can you, <laughs> you hold your breath for? <laughs> your <body Yeah>, <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Thanks. And then, like, water comes in after that. Like, you need water, you need sunlight, you need, like, your external environment as well. Then food comes after I don't know why they've put food in the bottom of the food pyramid. <laughs> like, should be air first or... Um, well, it's called the food pyramid. It's called up
0: the life <laughs> pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. So why is
0: there food <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> My hair is also food as well, if you yeah. think about it. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> so need
4: you need sunlight, yeah. yeah. It's energy,
1: so, you know. It's the
4: energy pyramid.
1: Energy pyramid, exactly. <laughs> food is energy. Mm, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: I'm getting defensive. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've been ripping on too much on this podcast. <laughs> This has been our life together, man. I think I met you at twelve years old, and ever since then we just we're just making fun of each other for like the next yeah. twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're planning your revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> All right, is there anything like you really wanted to, to to talk about when it comes to the app and how everything comes together? Or have we touched on pretty much everything there? But I know there's a lot more to it. We we're talking before, and I just forgot those whole the whole things. But I love the idea of the map.
2: Honest, yeah, yeah, mm. I think that was a bit that I was most excited about yeah. like, because I feel like visually, if you can see, basically, what I've done is I've purchased icons for a lot of different fruit and veg, so they're mm. like these cute little emoji things nice. for different fruit and veg. So then, if you look at a map, <coughs> if somebody has a shop and the main thing that they sell is garlic, then they'll show up as their little emoji on the map is garlic. So when you can see on a map in your area like, oh, yeah, there's the garlic, there's the oranges. And like, obviously, if you click on their shop, they might have other products as well. But they can choose what they want theirs to be represented Mm. by, whether it's the most like rare thing. Like there might not be many other people in the area that have ginger. So they might choose to have the ginger emoji. Mm. Um, That's cool. But yeah, just being able to visually see it and see how much produce there is nearby. I feel like that might be a really big like game changer for people. Yeah. Because most people don't know. Like you've probably got like five or six people down your street that have all this different produce, 100%. but you have no idea. <laughs> I think
0: with the juicing business that me and started, we were hunting down grapes and watermelons and different fruits at different places. Mm. Yeah. And it was very difficult to find. I had to like use marketplace and write people's numbers down and call them. Yeah. And I found one guy doing grapes for like three dollars a kilo. And we found another guy doing grapes for one dollar a kilo, watermelons for like seventy cents a kilo. Mm. Yeah. And it was so much savings, but it, it was just so. Tedious. Yeah, to find yeah, them all out an and an drive to these places and call them, and sometimes you get you get to the farm and like, remember that guy who had all the alcohol bottles? Yeah, and he was like this so drunk, <laughs> hungover, but he was selling watermelons for so cheap. I'm yeah. like, that's the man I need. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was like go to Coles with like forty bucks for like a watermelon, mm. and we cut it open and it was like dead inside. Mm-hmm. This guy was like nine dollars for like double the size and yeah. it was it was so also French. organic. Yeah. God damn. There's so much fruit and vegetables in WA. Oh
2: there's so much. And like such
0: a shame to see it go to waste. Mm. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: they they want to sell it. Like mostly uh, other than putting signs out the front of their houses Mm. or on the road. Yeah. They've got Facebook for Gumtree and that's Mm. it. And like yeah, on Facebook there's not really a way that you can just see your local area. You have to actually find them and click on them and look it up and ask Mm. them what their address is. But the way that I've kind of done it is so that you can set your schedule so they mm. can say, if they want to make the address public, they can. So yeah. if they're happy for people to show up and then they can put what days and times that they can come. Yeah. Or they can make a private address and then people can request to come at a certain day and time. That's cool. And they can provide the address, just automatically press a button and it gives the address. Yeah. But just to make it automated and easy. So it was like, well, what's the, uh, basically it was like, well, what's the easiest way that I can do this to connect people, to make it convenient and like, as non-difficult as possible yeah. Yeah. so that people want to do it because it's I mean, a huge thing yeah
3: convenience convenience for like everything yeah the easier you make things for people the easier though they're more likely they are to follow through with it yeah
0: percent. Yeah. and yeah. also
3: I've noticed people give food away for free
0: yeah I mean so many times I have gone to the different farmers or different people that it's like oh just just take it just take it like one lady gave me 20 kilos of apples for nothing yeah grapes are free watermelons are free just because they just there's such of an of abundance yeah. right and yeah. it just
2: goes they know that it goes to waste if they mm. don't get rid of it
0: so people like families or people who are struggling financially can get so much food for very very cheap
2: yeah and much fresher produce as yeah, well yeah and organic
3: stuff too
0: yeah since mm. I started started the juice company I've I've despised Woolworths and Coles more <laughs> and more and more <laughs> really how expensive they are and also the quality of their produce is not that great yeah it's it like, makes you, and like apples like and stuff it's just yeah poison. it makes
2: me so sad about like I, I read an article recently from about like Woolworths and like you might be buying an apple and it looks fresh and it looks nice, but it's actually last year's apple and it's just been nitrogen frozen. Wait, sorry,
3: what?
2: Yeah, they, they're nitrogen freeze the, the produce. So if something is not in season, but it's available at Coles or Woolies, it's because mm. they've like nitrogen frozen it or have stored it in some way to then be available at all times to people. No, nobody really knows what's in season when because they're so used to coles and woolies and having everything, having everything all the time. But really like we shouldn't be having watermelon, pineapple or any of that yet. Like mm. maybe we're, we're coming up to that season now, but there's a lot of things that aren't in season at the moment, which are still available mm. at the normal shops. Mm. But if you went to the local markets, you wouldn't find them because they are not being. then they're not ready yet.
3: Yeah. Sorry. Is there a benefit for, um, for having for us as humans to have the fruits and veg in season?
2: 100%. Like personally, I believe that there's a lot more life force energy in something when you're eating it fresh like straight from the tree or as soon as it's been picked. Yeah. I feel like the longer it's been stored or the longer it's been like not connected to the tree, mm. the, the energy and the life force in it depletes. Really. Yeah. And if you're freezing it, then it's basically completely gone. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow. yeah. What do you mean by life force?
2: Well, I suppose like even us ourselves, we're like energetic beings. There's like a, an energy that, that's working within us. We may not be able to see it or touch it, but we can probably feel it in a way, in different ways. Um, but also, I mean, you, you'd get the nutrients still from things, but I think energetically, even like the energy we get from the sun, like like what Suresh was talking about before, like breath and, and sunlight, mm. that they, that gives us energy. And so does food, but... If it's food that's been sitting there for months and like in a freezer for a few weeks or a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You know, there's not really going to be any energy left in that. And,
1: and nutrients. And when the the nutrients, I, when I looked yeah. into it, it was um, something called the BRICS uh, level. So mm-hmm. It's like seeing how much minerals and vitamins were in the... The food, like when you first pick it off, and then like months after, then checking the levels and mm-hmm. the BRICS levels or the nutrient uh, value of it, when
2: like, oh, it does go down, it down goes down yeah. as well,
1: significantly, significantly, significantly yeah. What, what the the percentage? percentage? Be it
0: exponential. I would. Assume.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Slowly, 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 just keep going down, keep going down.
0: So, so when you when you pick it, it's best to eat it like in twenty four hours. Yeah, two or three days. Yeah, just pick
2: yeah, it off straight away. Yeah, you know, like, away. like the natural way would be like you'd eat, you'd take it off the tree when you need it. You yeah, you'd mm-hmm. take it. You'd make your food eat, straight. Eat it straight away. Yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Because it's, it's connected to that electrical circuit of the tree, you mm-hmm. know. And it's and in the
2: sunlight and yeah. the ground as well. They just wow.
1: There was this yeah. guy, um, Dr. Robert kassar He was in Hawaii and he he's got a lychee farm, and so he used to take it to a next level. Um, he used to eat it from his tree so not even <laughs> not even pluck it off oh he just pluck it like, yeah kind of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he yeah so that. he used to like like peel it off mm. and it's still connected to the vine or the branch Did you just stop it for a while <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's eating it off the tree I'm like man this guy is next level <laughs> yeah. and so he would I want to n- try that he yeah. doesn't want to wait that
2: one <laughs> second <laughs> <of them>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't waste that energy yeah he, he
1: would do conductivity um, uh, tests so uh, checking like with a light bulb right so he would put into like a
4: different
1: vegetables. yeah like a voltage onto the fruit wow. um, and then see how much the the light bulb will would light up and mm-hmm. you know some of the fruits that he would put is like oh look look it's not really lighting up as as you know as it should and then he'll put it onto one of his fruit trees and it would just it would glow like wow. the whole light bulb will glow and he's like mm-hmm. this is your brain right now you know so it's like you when you're getting the more minerals in your diet your brain is actually activating. Then your light globe is activating inside of you. Wow! Well, there were even certain plants that were lighting up as well. Yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> ones with the high mineral content was lighting up like crazy. So the conventional fruits and vegetables that we eat right now, they use NPK fertilizer, which is uh, nitrogen, potassium, phosphorus.
0: That's it. Only three minerals. Three minerals,
1: and like our system needs like eighty plus minerals to thrive. So mm-hmm. think about that. Like if this electrical circuit isn't you know like functioning properly then no wonder there's so much disease and everything else going mm-hmm. on
0: in the planet I actually experiment with this a friend of mine he owns this company where he does some um, meals meal prep meals but yep. they're all frozen and made in a commercial kitchen and It's this average food and he gave me a whole free pack this is awesome yeah so I was eating these meals like for lunch and dinner and after like three days like I was functioning as a human being but like <laughs> I felt dead inside. Mm. Like I had no energy or creative force. I just felt like weak and I couldn't even write or do anything. It was just a very weird feeling of my energy felt like it was depleted. Mm. And I was like, what the hell? So I stopped having those meals and started going back to sort of fresh foods. Mm. And immediately I was feeling more charged, more invigorated, more creative. Right. And Mm. full inside. Yeah. It's a weird experience. But ever since then I'm like, no more microwave meals. I just can't. Yeah. That makes sense. That's why there's like this whole like, uh, raw food movement or living food
1: movement, where it's mm. like not denaturing the natural foods, not cooking it to you mm. know kill the nutrients and the enzymes that's in the yeah. food already. So it's like <coughs> the water's there; the water delivers all the nutrients to your system, and we're True. living water beings as well. So it, it makes sense in that in that point of view. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we get so
2: much more from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we went through a stage where it was just convenience over everything else. Is what everyone yeah. was choosing, you know, mm. like the convenience of a microwave meal, or you know, like it's already done for us. That's quick and easy. Yeah. But then, at what cost? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Deciding what's more important.
3: Yeah, because it's interesting. I think there was a there's a village I think in Russia where they call they call these people the centurions, okay. and they they primar- primarily function around having fresh food. Um, and farming um, so all the food that they eat and all the food that they grow they eat it within 24 hours so by the end of the day mm-hmm. everything has to be finished and wow. they, they eat every they, they harvest everything else the next day and they eat and they cook and stuff
4: Wow! and, and they found the sense.
3: average age average age for these guys was anywhere between I think it was in 95 years old to 115 wow, wow. And purely on the basis that the exercise level was so high as well. Mm. But that would totally make sense then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's the same as that, that street in America I talked about earlier on Outliers book by
0: Malcolm Gladwell. This whole street were immigrants from Italy that came there and they all grew their own foods and they shared their own foods and they shared their own produce and they had the lowest rates of heart disease in the whole entire world and the biggest lifespan. And no one could figure out why because they were just eating like pasta and other traditional meals, but because it was the community and their own food, Mm -hmm. the lifespan just increased so much more. Mm. So I love that this Mm. app can build a community as well. I'd imagine like people would communicate and build like either community gardens or they'd make more of it. Mm -hmm. But you people who make their own jams and make their own bread and stuff like that. I really want to have like an old ladies, Loaf of bread that she made us. Well, like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I want to experience. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, long as the bread <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the app, I would appreciate it. It's not
2: actually on the first yeah. release. But okay, cool. Yeah, the, another one. <laughs> I'll be texting you that we like, already come on. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be bread.
0: A <laughs>
3: awesome. All right, I think we yeah. we've done it. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Is there anything? Like, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, Anything else you want to talk about? Or. Uh,
2: I think so, no, I feel like I've I've been able to talk about that in in a way. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'd love to add in later on, but I feel like I'll talk about them later as the app's released, and then talk about the add-ons that I want to include. So, keep you on your toes. (laughs) Well,
0: what's one of the add-ons you're most excited about? (laughs) Other than the bread for bread. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) going to happen. items. Something I'm looking at is probably more of like a three to five year plan is um, incorporating delivery. Yeah. as well.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that why you're saying, saying like kind of like a tokenized voting system um, that you're going to use for the, pe- for, the, for the people on there?
2: Uh, that, that would be more, that's sort of like a Web3 approach for like contracting, building jobs out to people. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, things like that. Um, the delivery side of things, I think that may end up being more of like a partnership with a delivery service. Yeah. Whether that's like something like Ola. That already has the infrastructure of people that are driving in certain directions so that oh, okay. you know it's not creating more of like more traffic that's not needed it's mm. like filling the car with an additional thing you know? okay yeah yeah that's yeah. cool that's cool Lovely. yeah yeah, that's yeah. Very but well. i think having the infrastructure of people using the app initially will be the first step and that's why that's something that'll be down the track but yeah i've had the developers sort of create the baseline again so that it'll be easy to add that on down the track if we want to. Mm. Wow.
0: wow. Yeah. Also, where can people find your art that you're selling?
2: My artwork? Well, I'm not actually selling any of that anymore at the moment. Oh. I mean, I yeah. used to have a website for it, but yeah, I've just hold, held on to a few special pieces, but yeah. yeah, I'm not, not selling any more of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I have one more question. Well, yeah. There's a saying that art and music is a snapchat, snapshot of culture in a specific time. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I do really feel that, yeah, because it's an expression of that moment. Yeah. You know, when you're creating something, like nothing else exists other than that moment right there Mm. and what's coming through you right then. You know, it's the purest form of, I guess, presence is when you're in creation mode.
0: Mm. Ooh, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Closest to God. Yeah. Mm. Well, where do you think um, we're going as a society, as a culture, and also in the tech space?
2: I feel like we're in a really interesting stage right now where mm. we've come to realise that the way we're going about things is not necessarily working anymore mm. and there needs to be a change but people don't necessarily know what that change is or how to introduce it. <laughs> mm. But I think it's, it's almost like there's a bit of a fork in the road forming where the decentralisation is becoming more and more popular People people becoming more aware of it. And I don't think it's a matter of like, updating the current system to be like that. I think it'll be a matter of creating a new system where people are connecting directly with each other and functioning in a decentralized way. Mm. And that becomes adapted by the majority and sort of like overtakes the current system. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm.
0: Well, Well, beautiful. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you so much. (laughs)